Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Laughter is the best thing in the entire world. Bobby Holland Anton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 33 with the one and the only Bobby Holland Hanson. Welcome everyone back to the Storybox podcast. My name is Jay Phantom. And if you are listening for the first time or you are a returning listener, I just want to say how grateful I am, how appreciative I am of you. You guys are amazing. And I've just been overwhelmed with the amazing support and the, the willingness of a lot of people to actually uh, be part of this project, uh, the Storybox podcast, and try and change the world and change people's lives with amazing, powerful stories. So really do appreciate you guys. This week on the show, we have Bobby Holland Hanson. Now, if you don't know who Bobby is, he is a legend in the film industry. He is a stuntman that has been on so many movies, I kid you not, that are like blockbusters. If I was to read out some of them for you, you would recognize them immediately. So some of them are Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, and you got Avengers Endgame. You got Mission Impossible 6, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Bobby's also been in other films such as Wonder Woman, doubling for Chris Pine, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, Skyfall doubling for Daniel Craig, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Spectre, Thor. He's also been in the hit TV show Game of Thrones for many of the episodes. Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, Quantum of Solace. Now, going back to Batman, he's also been in the newer, the latest Batman, which is coming out. Uh, Like I said before, Quantum of Solace, Harry Potter, uh, The Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Captain America doubling for Chris Evans and the Oscar-winning Inception, to name but a few. I mean, the list goes on and on, guys. I kid you not. Now, he's most notable and and recognized for doubling for Chris Hemsworth, the, the amazing man, and also doubling for Christian Bale, Daniel Craig, Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum, Jake Gyllenhaal, and David Beckham. Um Mike, this guy is honestly incredible, and I am super grateful for Bobby's time today. We did go over time than what I initially had asked him uh, for, which is amazing, but this is a very different episode. So we get to talking a little bit about his, I guess you could say his career, but we don't focus too much on that because the conversation sort of shifts a little bit. Now, when I start uh, these conversations with people, I never actually know where the conversation is going to turn to, but we ended up uh, speaking and touching on a topic that is so powerful and so needful in today's society on mental health and especially men's mental health. 
and Bobby is is partnered and, and passionate about this other project. Uh, he's also ambassador of Battle Cancer, which is another uh, major issue altogether that this amazing uh, organization is promoting awareness of people with cancer that they're not alone and they can fight through it. And I myself, I this is something that I'm passionate about too, having known people in my life that have gone through cancer and seeing what they've had to endure and and just being being alongside that and, and seeing it, it just makes me want to spread awareness as much as I can. So check out Battle Cancer as well on Instagram, their website as well. Uh, Scott, you're doing an amazing job, man. So keep up the amazing work. And um, But in the meantime, Bobby and I get to talking about what happened with his mental health. So uh, the the downside to being in this industry as well. But the amazing thing is how he got out of it. So he's so much better for it now. So we're going to be talking about that plus so much more. I kid you not, there will be a part two. I guarantee you we're going to do a part two and maybe something special as well. You never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but there's so much more to unpack about Bobby's story that we need to do a part two. And guys, one more thing. If you do get something out of this week's episode with Bobby, make sure to please send it to a friend and family that you believe is struggling with mental health or that needs a little bit of encouragement as well. I guarantee you they're going to feel loved and uplifted as a result of listening to this episode. So please do that. And if you are wanting to support us more, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or screenshot this episode, put it up on on Instagram and and Facebook as well. Tag Bobby and myself. We will will reshare it as well. So really appreciate your support, guys. Let's start changing the world through powerful stories like this one. Now, without me going on and on and on, guys, it's time to dive into the story box and hear Bobby Holland Hanton's story. That is one hell of a resume with one hell of a, an all-star cast. You are an all-star yourself. Bobby Dazzler Hanton, welcome so much to Storybox Podcast, mate. Thank you very much for having me, mate. It's, um, it's a pleasure to meet you. And um, yeah, thanks for, for um, like you said, you've been up early since this morning and um, the time differences. But listen, um, with something like Zoom, we can make it work whenever, you know. Definitely, man. I don't care what time it is. I was even prepared to make it work at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then you're like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't do that. I'm just, I'm back here. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. Whatever it takes, man. Like I'm, I'm really keen to, to hear your story, man. Like I appreciate your time. Uh, before, we get, before we get started, like, I guess how you actually got started doing all this. I have one question that I love asking people. And that is, what is your definition of success? Um, that's a tough one, really. I think right now in my mindset, the definition of success is happiness, mm. really. Um, that's the, that's the most important thing I think. And happiness and, and, and feeling, you know, humbled and, and to help, you know, feel like you help other people. And I think that's very important to me. And, um, you know, I've got a great friend network and, and, and family that are very close to me and, and very important in my life. So, yeah, I guess, you know, it's not until like yourself, you know, you you roll back some of that. I haven't looked at my, it's terrible. I haven't looked at my website for a long time, but it's, um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's so nice to, to think, you know, just, uh, I think that life is so fast paced and go, 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 go. You never actually sit back and 
have much time for yourself, which I've really been focusing on lately. So, and I'm finding that to be very calming and relaxing. So, um, yeah, I feel very lucky and, and privileged to, to have achieved what I've achieved so far and um, worked with some of the most amazing people in the world and, and, and traveled and worked in the most amazing places as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess success is, um, is, is, is different for everyone. Um, but I want to just keep trying to excel at what I love to do and what I'm passionate about. Um, you know, and, and if awards come with it and, and things like that, when that, that's just a bonus. Mm, definitely, man. Like where did this idea of success come from for you? Was it, was there a gradual period of time where you sort of started realizing it or was there like a catalyst moment somewhere in your life? Yeah, I think it was, it was a lot to do with, with, hard work and dedication from a very, very young age. I mean, I started gymnastics when I was four. Mm. Um, I stopped competing for Great Britain when I was 17. And, and it, it, you know, that covered my whole childhood span of, of time. It was, you know, I would train maybe five to six days a week and then competitions at the weekend, training, you know, for four to five hours a session, um, travel, spending a lot of time on tra traveling to different places for competitions, but also to train to get the, the, the best coaching I could poss possibly get. So I think it's it's rewarding and it is a reward that it does show that, that with hard work, it pays off. And, and um, you know, I certainly feel that it's paid off in my career to date with with what I do and what I'm known for, you know, being a stuntman. And um, mm. I think also as well, it's we've been quite lucky here in the UK that, that it's, it, the film industry and TV has been very busy for the past, I'd say, 12 years you know and I, and I started 13 years ago so I kind of got into it at the perfect time mm. you know and um you know not to take away from you know what I have achieved but I also believe it's been in the right place at the right time and um I think you know I started in, in you know I, as I said I've been gymnast from, from the age of four but my first you know uh stunt on a movie was a 23 to stunt double for Daniel Craig and I think if I'd have had the opportunity before that I maybe not have been in the right mindset to be able to, you know, control that and sustain it and, and understand the, the importance of focus and work ethic and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah. I think everything happens for a reason and, and timing is, is crucial. So you had a good base before you actually started doing what you're doing now by the sound of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me to be a, a or for anyone in, in stunts, stunt, you know, females and males, it, it's, it's great to have a base of a skill and be elite at that, at that skill. So a lot of my friends are martial artists or motocross or drivers, horse riders. To have something like that to, to a very high level just puts you in really good stead because it already shows that you've got discipline. It shows that you have worth ethic and, and you have that capacity to you know, focus and, and really take that seriously. That, that automatically, I feel, shows that. And then, you know, for me as a base gymnastics to be a stunt performer as a physical stunt performer is, I believe, the best base you can have. So, you know, high diving gymnastics, trampolining were my skills growing up as a kid. So to help with spatial awareness, um, you know, how to articulate your body, use your body, know how to land, to fall. Gymnastics is the, is the best base, you know, that there is. So, um, you know, and then you try and add as many skills to that as you possibly can after that as you know, martial arts and, and stuff like that. So. But yeah, gymnastics, I would personally say is the best base. Definitely, man. Like, why did you decide to go into the, the realm of stun work? Like, what was it 
what was it for you that sort of took you there? Well, I, again, going back to my gymnastic years, I, I obviously developed a, a huge passion and, and, you know, desire to try and find that buzz and adrenaline rush mm. from a young age. And, and once I got a taste of that from gymnastics, it was kind of installed in me after that. So I guess once I retired from gymnastics, I was kind of like, well, I've used, you know, I've worked my whole childhood to get to where I, where I, where I got. And it would be a shame to waste it because I almost feel like it's been a lifetime of physical degree for me. And, yeah. and I think the next step for me was to find something that gave me the passion and the adrenaline rush like gymnastics did, which is stunts. It kind of goes hand in hand in hand. So, you know, after gymnastics, I then went into live shows and acrobatic shows and I did some commercials for free running and parkour. And then I found out the criteria to, to train and become a professional stuntman in the UK and, um, at 23 was my first job and it was kind of, you know, I get that, that adrenaline rush and buzz from, from stunts now. And, and again, being physical throughout my whole life, it's, it's down to training diet. That's just a part of me. That's, that's kind of a part of my DNA in a way. Where did you find the motivation to keep going day in and day out? Cause you mentioned there for a moment that it's like five, six hours of constant training. Where does someone have that mentality to just keep going and, and pushing through the training? when you get tired? I think for me, um, I had a, a lot of energy as a kid. I know a lot of kids do, but I didn't really know how to channel that at the beginning. And I was quite disruptive as a, as a, as a, as a little boy. I think I made my mum's job very difficult bringing me up. Same. So gymnastics was a good out and a good way to exert that energy. And it ended up giving me more energy. I don't know how, but it ended up giving me more energy and more disruptive in a way. But I think developing that, that uh, discipline, but then once I got a taste of having, you know, going to a competition and, and coming, you know, fifth in the competition and, and thinking to myself, well, I want that gold, gold medal around my neck. I want to win. Mm. I want to improve. I want to get better. And that drive it became an addiction for me to, you know, I would say to myself, the next competition I will do better. So the next competition I came third and then the next competition I came first in my, uh, in my club. And then when I got a little bit older, it was the same in, in the county. And then I would get better and win in the county. Then I would get better and win in the southern region. And it was a, something that I, I really had a, a drive and a desire to win. And I felt good about that. And I guess that's kind of carried on into my, into my adulthood and, and stunt career where I want to be the best stunt performer I can be. I want to be the best version of Bobby Holland Hanson I can be. And I know that discipline and focus and drive, I can achieve what I really put in. You know, if I put it in, the, you know, uh, the work, put the work in, then it will, you, you will, you know, get that reward in, in the end. So I know that hard work is very important. Um, and, I, and I obviously take, again, because, you know, stunts is very dangerous, but it's also, I take it so seriously where it's an obsession to, to be the best I can and, and, um, then I feel accomplished and also it's, I think it's you know, to have that respect for the industry and have that respect for myself, have that respect for the actors to, to give it my all and, and, and really dedicate my, myself to that. And, 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 you know, that's what I try and do on every, every film that I, that mm. I work on. Mm. I'm curious to know who is Bobby Holland Hanton without the stunts, without this line of career, who are you in terms of, your own personal 
passions and ambitions and, and goals and things like that? I think, you know, to be honest, I've been trying to search for that, I think, for a long time because, again, physical stunts, that's, that's part of me. So when that's kind of taken away, you kind of go, oh, shit, uh, what do, what, who am I? What do I do? And that kind of happened to me at the beginning of last year. I had back surgery, major back surgery, and I knew that I'd have to take at least six months off to get back to fitness. And, and when you, you, you have surgery like that, I now have two titanium discs at L4, L5, S1 level, six screws, three either side of my lower back. You know, you hope that you're making the right decision, but it's, you know, it's practicing medicine, right? It can go wrong and it might not work for everyone. It doesn't. That's proved that. So it's risky. But I knew that if it went, if it went well and I could get back, then it would benefit me in the long run. But I guess I, I knew that it would be a physical struggle, but I didn't really take into consideration how, how difficult it would be mentally. And that was, that was challenging and it was tough. And, you know, I went into some, you know, horribly dark places to try and get back from that and recover from that. So I think um, by not, you know, and I, this is, I don't want to sound like it's not a, a positive or I'm not grateful for it, but I've, I haven't stopped working for 13 years because as I said, a lot of films came to the UK and I think I got into it at the right time and, and worked with a lot of great people that, that taught me along the way and it, I was very busy and have been very busy. So to decide to take me six months off, you, you're, not making, you're not making money for six months but you've still got to pay the bills, you've still got to provide for your family and I take care of my mum and um, I think you then, and again with all that time to actually think and have, that I don't normally have because it's normally go, 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 go. You know, it's it's not easy to to go. You know, get through it, and and I really struggle with that mental health. I think is a is something that's you know, and experienced it to the to the worst depths, if you like. And it's you know, it's it's difficult, and and people more people than we realise go through this. And yeah. I didn't realise until I went through it at the beginning of two thousand and nineteen. Pretty much up until maybe seven weeks ago, I was still on and off, not quite right, and. Um, I had to change some dramatic, you know, dramatic things in my life to, to, to find myself. But I, I started to get back from full fitness and I'm starting to head that way now, which is good. And back to work before, before this pandemic started. And I found a passion for writing and I, I wrote a children's book, you know, that's going to be published next year, which is great. And, and I'm writing a screenplay at the moment. And I've acted in my first film that comes out later this year, hopefully in August, September, it's called school fight movie. And, yeah, I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've tried, I've dipped my toe in different waters, if you like, and tried different things. And I'm actually really enjoying that process and, and, and that creative side and, and trying something quite different. And, you know, and I've obviously, you know, a big part of the Centre Fitness app with Chris Hemsworth. So mm. I'm feeling good, mate. I think it's the best I've felt for a very long time. And trying to find the real Bobby Holland Hampton was difficult, but I, you know, I think I'm on the path to that now. I'm curious to know, man, like mental health is something that I'm quite passionate about as well, especially among the male space, because it is sometimes is overlooked, especially with this macho figure that you need to have a persona, like you, you are this man, you're not allowed to cry, you're not allowed to show emotion, all this sort of stuff that is being stereotyped quite often in society. Uh, among other men, among women as well, that you, you can't be a certain way, otherwise you're not a man. And I'm, I'm curious to know for you, man, like when you went through those those dark moments in those places, because like, I've been there, I was in there last year, 
So I know. And it hurts. And digging yourself out of that hole is probably like the hardest thing you can possibly do because you've got people around you that don't really understand what you're going through at the same time. And then you've got those people that do and they sort of build you up and, and help you to get out outside that hole. But you've got to make the choice for yourself. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So how did you actually take yourself out of that hole that you're in and what were some of the strategies that you implemented right now as well that's going to help you not to get back to the same way? Yeah, I think, and, and, you know, and it's so true, Jay, what you say, it gets overlooked and it's, we, you know, I guess there's obviously case studies that have been done, the figures that they're, they're actually not true because of a lot of guys would not express that and keep it in. I think culture, you know, the way that things have, have happened in the past with, you know, granddads and the, the older generation, it was that kind of, that's just what was installed in them that men don't cry, men don't, you know, they get upset and emotions. And that was just the way of life where it's, oh, and, but, you know, there was no doubt that they were going through that then back then, but couldn't talk about it because, you know, as you said, it wasn't, it was frowned upon. And I think by this kind of the millennials and this new, kind of generation you feel a more open still not enough definitely not and I felt that I'm the one in you know I've been fortunate in my career to achieve what I've achieved and make some good money along the way which is is is, is given me the chance to look after my family my mum and help out with with my family and I'm, I'm happy to do that and it's a you know it's an honor to be able to do that but it also comes with with a lot of pressure because you feel like you're Mr. Support and you're the one that supports the family and you're there for them when they need you. And over time, without you realizing and without you knowing it, it, it builds up and builds up almost like a, a almost like Jenga. It's like, yeah. and eventually it's going to fall over. And it happened to me massively. And I think a concoction of everything, me, me stopping work for that period of time, me having surgery, me on prescription medica medication that I didn't think I was taking too many of, but I absolutely was. You know, I'll have a drink when I wanted to glass of wine or, a, you know, beer or, or whatever on a Sunday. And then you drink, you know, too many and you'd be taking prescription drugs as well. So that that kind of the, the chemical imbalance there is is really not good for the for the brain. And it's certainly not good for my brain. And I found that I would, you know, especially again, I was, I was starting to feel better. And then COVID hit and. Mm. That, 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 that kind of was the last straw for me. It was, okay, well, I need to, I need to reevaluate what's going on because if I continue going this way, it's only going to end up badly and very badly. And I think because I've always had back pain, I've taken prescription drugs to um, ease the pain, pain yeah. and think that it's making me better. But by taking that to the amount I was in for so many years because I've had back pain for so many years, um, was actually very detrimental to my health. And, and I feel that it would make me worse, depression, moods and, and, and short-tempered and argumentative. It would just, it was just a not, it was yeah, terrible. So seven weeks, six, six and a half weeks ago, um, you know, knocked everything on the head and I'll take, I take each day as it comes and every, every day is a new day. But I feel in myself, this is the best I've ever, I've ever been. And I'm continuing to get better, stronger, find myself and inner peace that is very important to me right now. And, and I think also you get, 
you get um, clouded by society and what you think you're supposed to do. And I, my whole career is also, you know, wanting to achieve what I do and, and do it to the highest level. But it's also been that culture of chase money, chase money because it's going to make you happy. And it's just not the case. You know, it's not the case. And the more you make, you're still not happy. So you say, well, I need to obviously make more then because I'm not happy. It doesn't make sense. But that's kind of what we've been installed in us to be successful. You need to make money. Yeah. That will make you happy. And it just is so far from the truth. It's unbelievable. And I've only come to realize that in, in this, this, this period now that I've, I've really had time to reflect and, and peel back the layers and, and really ground myself and say, you know what, I've, this doesn't make me happy. Yeah, great. If, if, if it comes with being able to do what you're passionate about and, 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 and be happy is the most important and, and work in that capacity. If money comes with that, then that's a bonus because we all like to live well. We don't want to be scrimping and scraping to try and make ends meet. You know, I've got, I have responsibilities to my family, my mum, and, you know, my, you know, pay the bills, pay the mortgage. But I'm more than happy to just have enough just to do that now. And I think I was trying to chase something that was just not really me. It wasn't, and I think that was kind of eating me away is that, I didn't know who I was and that, you know, I was chasing something that's materialistic in a way. Mm. I never had, had never had those things growing up. It was quite a struggle growing up and I knew what it was like to work hard and, and, and have something that I didn't, you know, get often. And my mum my worked her ass off to, to give everything she could to me and my sister and she'd done the most amazing job. She's honestly an angel. But there was something growing up that I was, you know, kind of like, well, I don't want to be like that. So it made me work harder. And now, you know, I get to have, have nice things. And, but mm. I think it clouds your judgment if you don't really sit back sometimes and actually really think what does make you happy. And again, this the, I think this is the calmest I've ever been. And I think everyone would agree with me that knows me. And it's, I'm hoping that it's a new chapter in my life and a new, a new Bobby and mm. keep moving in the right direction, you know, take each day as it comes. It's so good to hear, man, that you are, you're much better now than what you were before because trust me, having gone through my own sort of pains and, and being down and out and chasing something that isn't worth much, it's not worth actually fighting for it, it's right now I, I personally am the happiest I've ever been because I get to do the thing that I love the most, which is helping people through Amazing. stories, you know, and your story I know is going to help inspire so many young people, even so, older people too, man. Like having gone through a similar thing like you did, man, like that is, that's special that not many people are, uh, are comfortable with sharing that, especially like they're very closed off on it and it's, it's personal. I don't want to share that or anything like that, but you, you've been able to share it, which is, which I'm inspired by. I thank you for that, man. And I, and I honor you for it as well. Um, thank you. Because it's something that is needed to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you'll agree with this is that I've, again, being male and what we thought we cannot do and what we shouldn't do and it's frowned upon is I've, I've always been, I haven't been this honest and haven't talked about my feelings, especially to media outlets because you keep worried what the knock-on effect is. But 
I felt in that way, if I don't, if I, and it, that's what I've, you know, everything's good and I'm all good. Nothing, there's no problems in my life. And by living that way, you just live in, in a lie and it's, it's not, I need to, I feel that it's almost a therapeutic way of releasing pressure, releasing problems and being able to talk to people such as yourself and actually just get it off your chest. Mm. It's so important to healing and so important to moving forward in the right direction. And that's, that's really how I feel. And I think that it, it's it's long overdue that you know I've kind of seen this side of it and and tried to because listen no one wants to go through any kind of pain and and by talking to someone can make all the difference by getting things off your chest and not suppressing it all and and because it's only a ticking time bomb that is yeah. you know, never really going to go off it may go off soon it may go off in the future but it will go off I can promise you that. Mm. So to talk through things and have people say, do you know what? I've been through that as well. And you kind of go, shit, there's other people that have been through this and you can kind of connect that way and talk through things and help support and, and give advice and, and whatever it may be and take advice. Yeah. And by helping people, like you said, someone very, very close to me has just passed away from cancer three and a half weeks ago. Um, and I felt like it was, it's fate that the fact that, you know, I mean, Nan, she was 82, mm. the most incredible woman in the entire world. And, she passed away. She went into hospital with a, 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 a blood clot on her leg and that was what she was going in for. And then three weeks later, she, she passes away from cancer. So someone reached out to me, a friend reached out to me via another friend and he is the founder and, and, um, of, of Battle Cancer. It's a, mm. it's a charity that he runs. And it was literally, he reached out to me to, to see if I could help and, and try and support in any way. Literally three days after and passed away, which I then felt this is meant to be, you know, and I want to do this for myself to help other people, but also in memory of my nan to help Battle Cancer, the foundation. And funny enough, today for us, which is 11.30 in the UK, at 12, at 6 p.m. today in the UK, we have a, a huge uh, announcement to make with Battle Cancer that will be you know, hopefully picked up by news outlets and, and, and obviously all over social media to help people with cancer that are going through the therapy, that have come through the therapy, that fitness is such an important thing that people, I think, more and more are starting to realise now, but mentally, how it helps you mentally to train and, and, and try and be as fit as you possibly can, eat well, it's, it's proven that in, in studies that it helps you in every single way. And this is the foundation that tries to promote that and, and tries to, you know, fundraise and then, and then utilize that, that, that money to, for research and helping these other bigger cancer charities. So Amazing. this guy that, that I've been working with, Scott, Scott Britton is, is really an inspiration, gave up him and his wife, gave up their, their jobs to fully focus on this. And yeah, as you said, it's you want to help people, and it and that's what life's about, right? I think people get shaded and a little bit, um, can it gets misdrew what you want to actually, what is the right thing to do, and what you want to achieve, and and I think even with Corona, for example, I think it's going to hopefully make the world only a better better place eventually by people actually taking a step back and thinking, wow, this has happened, and I think priorities need to come into play a little bit more, and. Mm. And, it, and it's, you know, try and be, and again, I, I would just say to, you know, to try and be the best person you can possibly be. And that's what I'm trying to do now every day. I always say as well, like going back to the pain side of things, pain is inevitable. 
but your attitude towards the pain you can control. See, it's all, it's all a mindset and our minds are so powerful that we, we can control it. We can control how we feel. We can control how we think. So if we decide today I'm going to be positive and I'm going to not allow this to affect me, I know it's hard because we've all, we've all been there, but if we, we create a good habit in our life of telling ourselves daily, okay, it's going to be okay, what's the worst that can happen to me? Probably nothing. It's all going to be okay. Let's, I'm going to go through this pain today, but tomorrow might not be there. We'll just take each day, like you said, as it comes. We'll do the best that we possibly can. And look, if you need help, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. There's, that's, that's the fear as well that comes along with pain is you, you may never know if someone else is going through the same thing until you ask the question. So yeah. my, my grandfather used to tell me all the time, he's like, Jared, if you don't ask, you don't get. And it's so true. He's like, if you want to know an answer to a question, just ask. And it, the worst they can possibly say to you is no or not now or I'm not interested. So what? Find someone else. Keep asking the same question until you get a response. And if your question is, why am I here? Talk to someone about it. If my question is, why am I going through this? Once again, yeah. ask someone a question. Talk to, talk to them about it. And you'll find yeah. You'll find that like with that organization that you're mentioning, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And I would be, I would be absolutely um, honored to, to, to share. Please, if you can, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that man, like honestly, because um, I know a lot of people that have been through cancer and seeing their mental states and like, it's incredible. It, it, it's life changing and seeing people that actually do things like this, like yourself. I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, why is that? Why? You know, and it's, it's honestly a true testament to you as a person. You're, you're humble, man. You're, um, you're just down to earth, which I, I appreciate, man. Like you, you don't find many people like that that have actually done all this stuff and are still really, really down to earth. <laughs> it's, yeah, thank you, man. And it, I think that's very kind and I think – Humility is, is such an important is such an important thing, and I guess you know the things that go along with everything is we try and we try and suppress or we try and push away emotions, yeah. which is you cannot it's never you can't push them away, and they we you know and, and they stay away. We are always trying to hide them instead of sitting with them and actually dealing with them, like you said trying to deal with the pain and accept that pain is there, accept that you're you know, upset and, 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 and sit with it. It's absolutely fine to have those emotions. And I think that we don't really let ourselves you know, sit with it and go through that. And someone said to me, and it's such a simple, simple way of thinking and concept of, we always go, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit anxious about this because in six weeks I've got this and, to draw that back and say, okay, we're projecting now. That's six weeks away. There's nothing you can do. You have no power what's in the future. The only thing you have power over right now is the present and in the moment. And if you can just try and live each day as it comes, and it sounds a little bit, when you say I'm just living each day 
as it comes, you kind of go, hold on, what's wrong with you? Are you, are you, are you dying? <laughs> you, you kind of like, actually, no, I'm going to try and live each day and appreciate each day for what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll do the best I can in that day. And the next day, at the end of that day, I'm going to think, well, how can I improve on that tomorrow? How can I improve on that the next day? And it actually, just to start thinking that way, which I've never done before until just recently, mm. to actually go, do you know what? I can't, there's no point projecting because I don't have any power over that. There's no point looking in, back in what's happened in the past because that's done. There's nothing you can change. Mm. But if I can just live in the moment, and it's hard to because you, it's, it's not easy. You tell yourself to do that every day and your mind does wander. But it's yeah. okay for it to wander because you just try and accept, you know, sit with that for a second and then just let that, let that thought go and bring yourself back into the present. And I think it's made me so much calmer and so much more at peace with accepting, you know, what it is today and how it is to be just today. Mm. I'm finding that to be such a, a good, good thing for me. And I think it's such a simple thing if you can try and just, and it, how, and it does just sound so simple because it is so simple. And I think if people can try and do that a little bit more, you will find yourself in a, in a much better space. But again, it's not as easy. It's not always as easy as that, but if you can try and just use that as a, as a tool, I think you're, you're, you're on, you're on the right path. That's, that's interesting line of thought as well, because you know, it is simple, but the problem is we overcomplicate it because we overthink it too much and that becomes another problem. It like just spirals out of, out of control because we've allowed it to. So we've taken a simple thing and made it a challenge. <laughs> so you've added something because, you know, in six weeks that whatever you were worried about and whatever you were projecting, the chances are it's not, it's gone. It's not happened. And the chances are once it does happen, it's nowhere near as bad as what you thought it was. So you've just wasted all that energy, all that negative energy, mm. hired yourself out for, for no reason, no reason whatsoever just doesn't make sense but we are humans are made up as we are and body and, and, and mind that we sometimes are so disconnected from and to try and reconnect that is obviously so important and you know and i feel that i've always projected i've always been like well i need to do this i need to make this much money i need to do this i need to do that you know I, i'm still very um particular in my in my in my way of you know, I'm, I try and be as organized as I possibly can because I, I definitely suffer from OCD and over the years it's got worse. Everything in my house has to be completely spotless and in place. And if it moves, I kind of know that someone's moved it. I've got to put it back. And, you know, I've got a, I've got a stepdaughter that's, that's just about to turn eight and, and my wife is, you know, here as well. And it's, um, you know, she's, she's a kid and she, she wants to do what she wants to do. And I, I get like, oh my God, hey, what you, you know, what are you doing is messy. And then she's very good really, you know, but I sometimes have to step back and oh, she's only a kid and it's, yeah. it's just the way that, that I'm put together, but it's always about trying to change that and find a balance really, because I also find that trying to be organized and have OCD actually does benefit me in ways as well of, you know, drive and, and focus and ambition to, but that comes with me feeling like trying to be the best person I can be. So in, in a way it's good. Other ways it's definitely not. But to accept that and try and balance that out is, 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 is for me, the key. Mm. That's good, man. Like, I, I have so many questions for you in, in, in terms of, I guess, the film side of things. But our conversation sort of shifted into something completely different, which is amazing. And it's something that I'm passionate about as well. So two passions that we're able to talk about. A couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. 
Absolutely. So what is your, your, your greatest achievement, you would say, in the film industry? The greatest achievement in the film industry, I think, um, going into the, the film industry and wanting to be a stunt performer, if you get through the training, which is hard enough, and you, you become a professional stunt performer in the UK or, you know, obviously in the world as well, um, to work on a TV show and do stunts on a TV show, work on a film is, you know, it's a great achievement straight away. I think as a stunt performer, you want to be a stunt double for a lead actor. Mm. That's an achievement. And then the next achievement on top of that is to be a stunt double for the lead actor in an iconic role or superhero or some kind of, and I feel so lucky and, and mm. humble that, you know, I stunt double for James Bond, so I, that's a bucket list ticked off. Batman, bucket list ticked off. Captain America and Thor. So my, I, I, you know, I feel my biggest achievement in, in the industry is, is that, for those, those four huge, huge roles. And to also then have such a close relationship with Chris Hemsworth and become his, his contractual stunt double where I, I travel the world with him and do every movie with him and I have done for the last nine years, 12 films together with him now. That's a huge achievement for me as well. Um, and I just think when I did Bond, that was my first job, I was 23. Mm. I went straight in at the top on my first ever job and I was kind of like, this is incredible and, and trying to take it all in, but trying to learn while I was going. So I almost like a deer in headlights because it was, holy shit, I'm doing the biggest job and I'm 23 and it's my... And it's my first job and I'm trying to learn the, the, the craft. And mm. so that in itself is a, is a huge achievement for me. And I'm, I'm so proud of that. And then, then to be able to then say at the beginning, I was trying to think to myself, where do I go now? What do I do now? I mean, I would be happy if I never was a stunt double again for a lead and just worked on shows here and there in the background as a background stunt. I've, I'm, I would be happy. I've, I can't believe this has happened. So then you try and find, again, trying to bet yourself, trying to be the best. Bet. So I'm like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. So then Batman, Batman came along and I was like, that's, that's exactly what I need right now. And that's on par. And then Thor came along. Captain America, I, I stunned double for Thor and Captain America in Avengers Age of Ultron in the same movie, which I think not many people have, being able to do that as well. So that was a massive achievement. And then to be Chris's stunt double and be in his contract. So the things have, by working hard and believing in myself, those things have got better when really it was difficult for me to believe that that could happen once I'd done Bond because where do you go from that? And I've managed yeah. to, over the last 13 years, keep you know improving in, on top of that, which is, is crazy to think of for me. Um, and then now, then you think 13 years after, now what do I do? Mm. And I've just acted in my first movie that um, will be out, as I said, later this year, hopefully in August. I'm writing, I wrote a children's book, I'm writing a, a screenplay. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm a, a huge part of the Centre app. Mm. So life, if you believe in it and you work hard, it, it will just keep getting better. And you find things that you're, you feel are achievements in other ways. So for me to be able to, my mum was getting bullied at work and she, she called me in tears that she was, you know, getting bullied and she hated the job. And I said to her, do you know what? 
that's it. You're never going. You're never going back to work again, or that job. Certainly not. Not going back to work. I'm going to retire you. I'm going to pay you a wage. I'm going to buy you a house. And for me to be able to do that after she gave her whole life for me was is is an, the biggest achievement I've I've ever been able to achieve. A lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong, but you know I'll take that on because that's a, a real achievement. Second to that as well is actually achievement. I feel is one of my biggest achievements is how I feel now right now and finding Bobby Holland Hamlin has been. It's, it's taken me this long. It's taken me thirty five years to find who I feel that I am and or heading in the right direction or starting to accept things that the way they are and try and better myself. Huge, massive life achievement for me so far. And as I said, who knows? I know that there's going to be ups and downs, but I take each day as it comes. But right now, in this present moment, talking to you, I feel probably the best I've ever felt. And that for me, mind and body, that's a massive achievement for me. And, and then again, trying to help out this charity and do everything I can in my power to, to keep that message being pushed out there. And today, as I said, will be a huge announcement and something massive, which I hope that will be huge. And I know it'll be huge for the charity and I know that it will help cancer sufferers. So that's again another massive achievement for me to be able to, and I'm honoured. I've made they've made me an ambassador, which is absolutely an, an amazing honour and achievement. So I think once you find that and you can take pride and 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 in whatever way it is or shape or form throughout your life, I'm I'm so happy and and, and feel that I've I find that achievement in other ways and as well as my career that makes me happy and makes me whole and hopefully a lot more to come. Hope, you know, I, I want to continue on that road and I, I found a new passion for writing that I never thought, I didn't really go to school, Jay, I was terrible. So to, I found a passion for writing and, and I'm enjoying it. And, and listen, if it's, uh, I think what I also used to do is I never stepped outside of my comfort zone because I was scared of failing. So when I was growing up as a kid, I was a gymnast and back then, Gymnastics was frowned upon for males because we, it, it it, we were told it was a girls' sport back then. You know, again, that's what we get fed when you just don't know. Yeah, that's what you're told. I was wearing a leotard, so people at school used to say that I was a girl and I used to get bullied. To get through that, you know, that, that, those issues and, and come out the other side, um, you know, to then go into my industry now and, and all the up... It, it's, and it, I really believe it's, it's the achievements are when you get knocked down, how you respond from that. That's the real strength. That's the real achievement that, that you can only hope that you can overcome. Mm. And to be able to do that is just, yeah, it makes me very, very happy. That's incredible, man. I have so many questions outside of that, like amazing response, but one of them comes to mind the most is you're working with, you formed a good, good relationship with Chris Hemsworth with the Centaur app being his stunt double over the years, working together for such a long time. What's one lesson that Chris has taught you that you still remember to this day? Absolute humility. Chris is probably the nicest, most humble guy, not just because of who he is. Mm. Full stop in general, full stop. He's an amazing dad. He's an amazing husband. He's an amazing friend. He's so thoughtful. He's, he's got the, the biggest heart. He's, he will help anyone. I absolutely look up to him. He's, you know, he's, he's taught me so much in, 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 in nine years. It feels like, it feels like he's taught me 30 years worth of, of information and 
to be able as lucky and I feel as lucky as I am to work with him and be very close, you know, we're very, very close friends and we talk on a daily basis and he supports me in every, everything that I do. And, uh, you know, I, I try and be the best friend I can to him. Mm. Um, he's taught me that it, 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 those materialistic things really don't matter. And it's about the person that you are. And that's, he's he, the whole family, the whole Hemsworth family mm. are so inspiring and they've really helped me, grow as a person my wife is inspiring to me my mum is inspiring to me my best friend ben brown is inspiring to me my nan's inspiring to me and i really appreciate those type of people in my life that have helped me and and supported me and i've got a, a great network as i said earlier of friends and it's so funny when people say again it's what we're told right it's Oh, you, you, I'm sure that you can only count your best friends on one hand. You probably can't. I'm sorry. And I've got probably 30 friends, best friends that are really close to me. And people are like, there's no way you can. Yeah. I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not lying to myself. I'm not lying to these people. I really do have at least that many friends and family in my life that I can call on at any time that are there for me and support me and I grow from and learn from. So that in itself, I feel so lucky and honoured to have that in my life because I know that a lot of people don't. I know that most people don't. So I feel very lucky for that. Wow, man, that's that's honestly incredible. My last question for you is is to do with legacy. And it's more of a fun sort of legacy question. I ask this to people at, at the end. It's basically you've reached the age of 100 and all your friends that you just mentioned before have put together a mixtape for you of everything you've ever said, everything you've ever done. They asked me how they got it. They just did. And they put it together for you on your 100th birthday and they show it to you. What do you want that mixtape to say and to show about Bobby Hanton? Um, I guess you try, and, you try and find a balance with everything. And, I, you know, I'm very... I'm very childish, you know, and, and sometimes people, you, you know, you also sometimes be afraid to say that I'm a bit of a child, but I'm not afraid to say that anymore because it keeps me young mentally. Definitely. I could probably do being a bit older mentally. My wife would agree with that anyway, but I'd like that, you know, it shows my fun side and having a laugh and, and that, you know, and I've got so many funny friends that we have so much fun. And, uh, and also laughter is the best thing in the entire world it's number one the best thing so i'd like to think that i would have shown my kindness i would like to think that it would show my funny side my caring side my sensitive side but also i'd like to show my vulnerable side and and the mistakes that i've made but also not the mistakes that i've made but how i've learned from them i think that's so important to learn from the mistakes Mm. to accept that you've done something wrong and, and, and own it is so important because a lot of people stay in denial and I didn't do that or I'm not accepting that's not my fault I've done that for a very long time and again my wife will you know second that mm. I think accepting being honest with yourself and accepting what you've done wrong and then say well how can I learn from this because it's okay to make a mistake it's okay to make the mistakes everyone makes mistakes if you don't fail then you're not learning if you don't fail you cannot be successful so I'd like to think that mixtape would show first and foremost the fun side because you want people to have a laugh and be remembered for that, but also show everything about myself and and it, you know if, if you lay all your cards on the table, 
at least you've done everything you can. If people don't like it, that's fine. But at least you've been honest with yourself. But you've been amazing, dude. I feel I feel like I've been really serious in this. When I've, there's much more of a funny side to me. So when we do this again, hopefully in the near future, number two. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It, it would be there, man. But I, I appreciate your kindness, man. I just wanted to acknowledge you for a moment as well. You've been very generous with your time. I know we did go over than what I initially asked. Uh, so I appreciate that, man. And where can people find you? Um, I'm always quite active on Instagram with showing behind-the-scenes stunts and, and what we've done and also stupid, funny videos where I like to try and you know keep that going. I, I don't want to – although, like, again, we talked about – I'm, I'm, I'm human. I have problems as well, but you know, sometimes that's something that you don't need to be posting all over the, you know, I don't want to bring people down. I want people to be happy. So yeah. on my Instagram, there's training videos, there's stuff for center, there's stunt videos, there's me having a laugh, there's me messing about with my family. So my Instagram is Bobby Dazzler 84. Um, obviously on Twitter, Facebook website is www.bobbyhollandhanson.com. Um, and also if anyone is inspired and feels, you know, compelled to um, find out more information from Battle Cancer. You can check it out on Instagram um, at battle.cancer, but also the website is www.battlecancer.com. And yeah, I guess um, if you, I mean, I'm always showing some some silly, stupid stuff. So check me out on Instagram and, and, and you can find me there. I'll, I'll, attest, I'll attest to that, mate. <laughs> I've seen some funny stuff that you posted hilarious especially with extraction as well like just the fun fun nature of being on set with that movie as well so i'll make sure that everything is in the in the show notes below but bobby thank you so much man for your time and for coming on the storybox podcast sharing you a little bit about yourself and just being being vulnerable for a moment so i appreciate you man thank you very much mate you've been a great host and thank you for um you know reaching out and, and we're making this work I'm, I'm glad we can can connect without you know, with, with the crazy time difference. And mm. listen, just let me know when you want to do this again, we'll do part two. And I promise every, you know, all the listeners that will be much more fun <laughs> next time. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be more, I'll be more awake too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more, more alive. <laughs> not to say that I'm not now, but you know, I'm more like energetic and you know, same, same here, man. So I think it's because I've been up since 3am this morning. <laughs> so cool, man, you should get some sleep. You deserve it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Storybox podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can do so now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just by searching up the Storybox. And if you got something out of this week's episode, please leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and share it around with your friends and family. Let's start changing people's lives through powerful stories. You can also connect with the Storybox on social media for updates or to send a, a nice message via Instagram and Facebook just by searching up the Storybox. It's that easy. Until we dive next week back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget to share your story around. I'll catch you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 